Welcome to the Hopecast. We're glad you're joining us this week. Here we have conversations about finding life. Welcome back to the Hopecast. We are glad you guys are here to join us. Um, I'm Nicole, joined by David, Senior Pastor at Hope Church. We are here in Richmond, Virginia. If you just happen to find us in the podcast universe, sometimes I love happening upon new podcasts. So if that's you, we're glad that you're with us. And we try to have a a brief-ish conversation every week about faith and life and kind of what it means to follow Jesus today in Mm. the midst of a complicated culture. So um, so I have a question for you. Oh, well, thank you, David. Well, you sort of invoked culture. So um, <laughs> if someone came up to you and they said, hey, uh, Nicole, um, I hear you're a Christian and a minister and a writer, and um, you know, I just want you to know that I'm a spiritual person. Mm. What what would you think, say, do, et cetera, if somebody came up to you well, and said that? Well, I think the way you set it up, of course, is interesting because it, and this does actually happen in conversation, which is I am not a Christian, I'm spiritual, because it's sort of, if, if that was the the combination. I think for me, when I hear people talk about being spiritual, I, I, I perceive that what they mean is I am mindful of a connection to something within me connected to something bigger, but I may experience that connection through yoga, through crystals, through vulnerability, through, you know, there's sort of like this kind of openness, but it doesn't generally, um, it's a little bit squishy (laughs) to be honest, but I love that conversation, but for each person, it's a little different, but that's what I've experienced it to mean. I think uh, like I was trying to listen, I was trying to listen closely to your words and let me see if I got it accurately. Cause I think what you just said was, was really, um, artfully stated. I think you said something like, I am um, mindful of being connected to something in me with something bigger in the universe Mm -hmm. or something like that. But even those phrases, I'm mindful of being connected to something in me that is connected to something bigger in the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably a pretty good way to very broadly put our finger on what does a person mean when they say they're spiritual. Um, so in a Christian, uh, from a Christian standpoint, we have, um, the, the word spiritual, I don't think it appears in the Bible. Hmm. Um, but we have, um, the Holy Spirit. Right. So I think it's interesting because then from a biblical standpoint, the idea of spiritual, as you just said it, I think the way it's used, it sort of intentionally stays in a a rather vague zone. Right. And actually, probably people kind of like it there. Mm-hmm. Because if this idea of spiritual becomes more personal, more authoritative, mm-hmm. um, then all of a sudden I've got stuff to deal with that I didn't have to deal with if I was just saying I'm spiritual. But if God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, mm. is a 
is a person, a he, a living person reality, well, now I've got something different to deal with than spiritual as this sort of amorphous concept. Well, and a key thing you said is authoritative, because I think that's what's interesting, because actually my my homegrown definition of spiritual, I would say that's what Christianity is. I believe that there is a connection in me that's connected to something bigger. However, that something bigger has authority in my life and is is defined. Right. So that's what's what's interesting about that idea, because if you were spiritually connected to something bigger, then you would you would have to honor that as more important than yourself in some yes. ways. And that, that to me is probably where we might diverge if we, depending on the person, what they mean by spiritual. Right. So now we've got two threads going because uh, this one thread is authority, mm-hmm. which is a really significant idea. As long as I can stay, quote, generally spiritual, mm. I can make the definitions and define the terms. Mm-hmm. But if there is a spirit who is personal and who has authority in my life, then all of a sudden that one with authority uh, is is defining me. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. One of the things I mentioned in a sermon recently is we live in a culture that is suggesting if you want to find life, you've got to find yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're frantically trying to do that, and all indicators are that it's not going well. Depression is up, anxiety is up, suicide is up. So maybe it's not that we're trying to find ourselves. Maybe actually what we want to do is lose ourselves Mm -hmm. in something much bigger. And lo and behold, from a Christian standpoint, it's not a something, it's a someone. Mm -hmm. And it's God himself whose character is beautiful and perfect in every respect, so we can completely trust him by losing ourselves mm. in him. It's it's still sort of the same spiritual definition, because if, I want, if I'm connected to something bigger than myself, then the something bigger would need to be defined first before... I wouldn't start with the something smaller to the something bigger. I would mm-hmm. know the something bigger. And as we trace the resurrection story, which is what we've been doing in these three weeks, we see something very significant happen in the human drama playing out among the disciples as Jesus is resurrected. And that very significant thing is this thing, this mm-hmm. idea that there is a Holy Spirit that indwells believers mm-hmm. and it changes things. Mm-hmm. It really does. So we thought, you know, in the spirit of what does it look like, look like to live a resurrection life, maybe we could try to like clear the decks and say just for a few minutes, some of those basic things that we see happen when the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit comes on the scene. Yeah. Um, So particularly in the biblical account, uh, we see the Holy Spirit move in a dramatic way in the second chapter of Acts. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time we've ever heard of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. In the Old Testament, we have references to the Spirit of God, God's Spirit, etc. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit uh, manifests... Mm -hmm in a very personal way in the lives Mm -hmm. of believers. Jesus taught the disciples in John 14 and 15 particularly who the Holy Spirit is and how they would experience Mm -hmm. him. And he effectively said to them, he will come to be in you. He will reside in you. And he called him a gift. He promised it as like a gift. So even to to orient our minds to that idea that this is like something really good, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and and so when we see the Holy Spirit uh, come in the second chapter of Acts, 
there are a number of things that he he does. Um, he is a incredible filler. He is a motivator. Uh, he gives a personal sense of joy, hmm. and he is um, rampantly. Uh, excuse me. I wanted to say ramping up, <laughs> rampantly ramping up <laughs> the um, the disciples' energy and desire mm. to go and share the news about Jesus. Mm. And so, in effect, these disciples now have the Holy Spirit, who is personal and personal in them, which is yielding a joy, a responsiveness to Jesus, a compelling desire to share the news about Jesus outwardly with other people. And so in a sense... Under, under duress, like mm-hmm. with courage. I mean, right. there's a. it's not like an easy... If you're not familiar with the biblical account, that wasn't easy. Like right. there was a lot of persecution that came at a, a great cost. It's almost like while we're reflecting on these in these podcasts, it's like the certainty of the resurrection mm. plus the filling of the Holy Spirit equals these completely courageously changed yes, people yes. whose hearts are outward, not mm-hmm. inward. And I was talking to somebody recently, and they were saying how sometimes churches feel clicky and insular, and I get that, and I really try to help us around hope to not be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's human nature to do that. It's God's nature to move outward with his love, Mm. to keep wanting to move outward with his love, Mm -hmm. to have more and more people become a part of it. It's human nature to want to stay in my safe huddle of familiar people, Mm -hmm. which is a fear-based reality. And and so if God's Spirit is present, I do think if God's Spirit is present in a person, in a group of people, in a church— there is going to be a certain joyful impetus to want to share this love with other people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we see in Jesus's promise of the Holy Spirit is very personal. It, it's about the Spirit um, comforting and counseling and convicting and being this advocate inside of you. And then the Spirit's presence is very purposeful. So it's purposefully outward moving. It creates more and more love and opportunity to come to know Christ. So somehow both of those things are at play. And I think as we grow, hopefully out of fear, we're moving away from fear as we're in Christ, then what we're going to experience is going to be personal and purposeful. If it's just personal, it's insular. If it's just purposeful, it it's it's disconnected from the reality. It can become of a, a program or a technique. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's a technique. It's not. Yep. Um, and we've seen that. We've we see both of those all mm. around us. We see mm. it in ourselves too. Yeah. You know, which is an important place to see it is how we can arc toward one of those or the other. Um, but it's really to me uh, refreshing and in relevant that the way the spirit comes and is present is both of those things. Mm -hmm. And we're invited into that process with Mm -hmm. what, what the spirit does in us and through us. Mm -hmm. I think that two words that, um, two words that seem to be indicative of the presence of God's spirit are joy Mm. and love. Mm. And, you know, I'm always a little hesitant to say things like this because I'm afraid that people are immediately going to say, well, wait, I'm not feeling joyful right now. 
maybe I'm not I a person who has a spirit. Right, maybe right, I'm not right. a Christian. And I kind of, I want to say, you know, let's not overdo that. Generally speaking, I do think the Holy Spirit uh, brings to us a sense of joy, which is this personal uh, richness mm-hmm. uh, in the goodness of life, the positiveness of life in relationship with God, not just on our own. Uh, it is possibly a joyful person uh, who is not, you know, a distinctly Christian person. I get that. But I do think marks of the Holy Spirit, joy would be one mm-hmm. and love would be another. Love is an is always an outward moving reality. Mm. Love always wishes to be given away. Mm. Love always wishes to go toward other people to give goodness and kindness and benefit to them. And so if if the Holy Spirit is present in our lives, yes, we're all going to have bad days and bad moments. We all get that. But generally speaking, joy and love, this outward-moving expression of God's heart, I think, are present. I think we see that in the Scriptures. Do you think that our our experience or actual sort of presence of the Holy Spirit in our life grows or changes in a life? I do. Um, I think very clearly the Holy Spirit is personal, and um, we we grow in our knowledge, understanding, and relationship with the Holy Spirit. So like um, a, a human relationship where there's a, a rich and growing relationship, mm-hmm. uh, the, the reality of that relationship, the presence of that person in your life grows. And I think that's part of what we're talking about when we talk about spiritual growth as a Christian. Mm-hmm. So we're almost full circle like that. A growing richness in a relationship with the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, a growing relationship with the Holy Spirit is very much a part of what we're talking about when we're speaking of spiritual growth as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think if you think about for anyone who's been in a long term friendship or a marriage, and you think about how you still are learning things about that person, imagine that magnified to the infinite degree Mm -hmm. by the bigness and goodness of the Spirit and how you can never run out of that. There would be no running out of opportunity Mm -hmm. to grow and learn. So for anyone, you know, you mentioned someone listening, thinking, I don't have joy, I must not have the Spirit. Well, um, no, you do. And there's never an end to the learning that we have, the, the discovering and learning that we have of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Because if, we, if, I, if I'm still learning about my spouse 22 years in, imagine how magnified that is. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be enough years. You know, that's what eternity is about, right. is that discovery. And so there is a process, I think, that we're talking about that we can be in, in our resurrection reality. And Easter is a wonderful time of year to be thinking about mm-hmm. that. Am I growing in joy? Am I growing in love? Mm-hmm. Um, in, out, in outward love, really, is what I think that is what you're sort of referring to. Yes, this love that we're talking about from a, this Christian love, this Holy Spirit-given love, we're talking about is an outward moving love. Uh, the Apostle Paul describes it in, I think, Corinthians, where he's talking about wanting to help people come to life in Christ. 
And he says, the love of Christ compels me to want to do this. So love is the motivator. The Holy Spirit is the source of that love. Mm. And it is the love of Christ that compels him to want to do that. So, um, yes, there is a lot of mystery to who the Holy Spirit is. um, But I do think it's fair to say that when the Spirit of God is... um, prevalent in our lives, Mm -hmm. we will have an increase of joy and love. And I do think there are probably a lot of people who have Christian background who may not be terribly familiar with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. um, not have never, for whatever reason, been very engaged with the Holy Spirit as a person of the Trinity. Uh, Some people may be a little scared or intimidated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I appreciate all that. But to try to make it real simple, if you would like, I'm going to make it real simple if you would like more joy and more love in your life, you do want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We um, we would recommend the book Forgotten God by Francis Chan as a great starting point that just really helps you understand what does the Bible actually say the Holy Spirit is. Um, I think that could be a great place to start if you're looking for somewhere to go. There you go. Post Easter. HopeCast is a ministry of Hope Church in Richmond, Virginia. We're glad you joined us this week. If you'd like to learn more, you can find us online at www.hopecentral.com.